rather than kicking this episode off with a meditation as I usually do, today I have a prayer. Please replace any spiritual verbiage I use with whatever denomination or spirituality you practice. If you can, sit or lie down in a comfortable position. Place your hands in the prayer position at your heart and close your eyes. Thank you, Spirit, for opening this container and allowing space for us to grow, evolve, and deepen our connection to you, and in turn, deepen our connection to ourselves. Release your hands and place your palms face up on your thighs. Spirit, as humans, part of our journey is to seek and find belonging. Our humanness invites us to nurture connection and community to land and live in tribe. This is not always an easy path. This is often a lonely and solitary journey. Today, I ask you to rain your ferocious and divine light over us and into us. Strands of you coursing through our veins and blood and energy body. Removing fear of rejection. Removing fear of the unknown. Removing fear of unworthiness. Removing indecision and deceit and ingenuity within our existing relationships and relationships to come. I ask you to take out what does not serve our highest, most aligned path. Instead, in all this new empty space, we plant seeds. Seeds of grace. Seeds of authenticity. Seeds of courage, of heart. Seeds that blossom into a safe safe, deep sense of belonging within ourselves first as we are you and how could we not belong and within our communities. Thank you for always providing the necessary lessons that lead us to freedom. Thank you for always catching us when we fall, even in the moments we may not immediately feel and acknowledge your presence. Thank you for being a creator of unconditional love. Place your hands back in prayer pose at your heart. Whisper your own gratitude for our divine creator. Lift your thumbs in prayer to your third eye center 
bow from your solar plexus to your crown. And release. Sit in the stillness until you are finished with your devotion. Pause this episode if you need additional moments of silence. Welcome to the Salam Podcast, a podcast where we dive into the mystic, the healing, the energetic, and the weird. Let me preface this by saying, I say weird as an act of reclamation. About two years ago in my last relationship, I asked my boyfriend what his family thought of me. The question was purely centered in ego and wounding, but I needed to know. A part of me needed to know. His response validated exactly what I projected they thought, which was, and this was his response verbatim, they don't dislike you, they just think you're weird. When I heard this, the little girl in me shrunk to the size of a pebble. I was triggered back into my 15-year-old body, back to a moment when I made a comment about my home life with my friends, and one of the girls called my grandmother weird. My fear-based instinct was to hide, run, and create a plan to become less weird. Immediately, my mind and heart were in a frenzy. How can I be more normal? How can I make them love me? I needed to know how can I belong. I spiraled like this for 20 minutes, rethinking my closet and the clothes I wear, sifting through every conversation I've had with his family. What parts of myself do I need to minimize or hide? What parts of myself do I need to cultivate a deeper sense of normalcy? Maybe I could watch more reality TV. Maybe I could be more like the women on the screen who have that like cool girl, hot bitch vibe. I sat there questioning, what do I need to say to fit in? And then I marinated on how their conversations look and feel and how their connections look and feel. And something in me snapped back to earth. It is not a universal fact that I am weird. I am only weird to them because we have completely different values. My values are strange and foreign to them, so of course, they believe I'm weird. That very weekend, I went for a walk with my dear friend Chase. Chase is a guy who is unlike any other man I've ever known. He is kind and sensitive and extraordinary with words. On this walk, Chase was trailing ahead of me while we were bouncing from topic to topic. And I mentioned how being called weird rattled me and how I was in the process of trying to reclaim the word for myself, but I was still very much stuck in shame. Without hesitation, Chase stopped turned around, and he said, Jade. 
Did you know the origins of the word weird actually mean destiny? Even if his family meant to use the word in a judgmental way, it feels like a compliment. Feels like a way of saying, you're on the right path. Then as if he didn't just rock my entire world, he turned around and just kept trucking along. I was stunned. Jaw wide open, standing completely still in the middle of this forest. To this day, I don't think Chase fully grasps the impact he made on me that day. He was right. The older and more weird I get, the more I see it. My path is so clear, so true, so pure, and so rooted in love, honesty, and intention. If living a life of love and service and mysticism is weird, I am happily wearing that crown. I share all of this to say, dive in. Take the biggest bite out of this woo-woo cake and swallow it whole. Gulp the bottles of weirdo wine and watch how free you become. To be weird is to be free, and to be weird is to follow your destiny, and I hope you do, unapologetically. We all fear being weird, but the root of that fear is being outcast and not belonging. That's why when my ex said that his family thought I was weird, I became triggered. Because initially the thought was, if they think I'm weird, that means I do not belong. And that is, that was a threat to my survival. As humans, we are community-based creations. We thrive with tribe. We need community. We need others. Being isolated, judged, and not belonging is a direct threat to our survival. Without community, we dwindle. This is why prisons use solitary confinement as a punishment. The physiological and psychological stress of isolation is detrimental to us. I'll admit, the battle of belonging is still very much a journey for me. Even in my current community, I sometimes feel like an outsider. Each individual in this tribe is so special and so precious. But I, looking from the outside in, I don't see space for myself. So I tend to further self-sabotage by isolating myself. It's a really fatal loop. I live my life straddling a line. A line between in and out. Between fully immersing myself in surrender and suffering. Suffering from conditioning that causes me to believe I'm not welcome and I don't belong. What even is belonging? Big picture, we all know what it means to belong or not belong. We all know how the joys and the aches of both feel. But there is a critical element we tend to omit. Belonging is a human emotional need 
to ally with and be accepted by members of a group. Members of a group. Sometimes we become so desperate to belong, we choose a group or community that isn't right for us. When we seek belonging from a group that is unaligned with who we are at our core, we f- we're forced to mold, manipulate, and mask the true and beautiful parts of ourselves. I've done this for a very long time. I've always identified as a chameleon. In high school, I was voted friendliest. I didn't have one set friend group. In fact, I had friends in every group of our school. I had friends in the darkest of corners. This is something I admire about myself, but also comes at a detriment. I have a unique skill that allows me to connect with people of all shapes, forms, and backgrounds. But the younger versions of me and the more wounded versions of me get lost in the concept that in order for me to be a chameleon and to have the amount of quote-unquote friends and connections that I do, I have to sacrifice parts of myself. When I was around others, I'd sit back deep inside of myself, observe everyone around me, and would perform based on the crowd. In work situations, I'd sit tall and ladylike. I never mentioned my passions outside of work. I'd play a part so that my team would approve of me. In social and peer situations, I'd do the same thing. I'd assess the crowd and determine how weird I I could be, how weird I was allowed to be. At the slightest sign of any judgment or discomfort from anyone in the group with my performance, I'd readjust. This hypervigilance is exhausting, and because I acted like a blob of gray clay, I started to feel like I had no personality at all. There were no roots and ground within me. I was so set on being this version of myself that everyone approved of that I lost myself. I ached so deeply for belonging that I rejected myself and didn't do the work to first belong to me. Here I am, a good seven years into my spiritual journey and still to some extent chasing belonging. Except now I know the secret and I've established a really lovely and safe home within myself to return to in the face of rejection. Now I know and I am aware of the groups that I am connecting with. One of the first questions I feel out from the people that I interact with is what are your values? What are the fundamentals of your life? And if those values and fundamentals don't energetically match my own, I know that in, in some sense, I will not belong. The wounding in me still cares whether or not people like me. But the highest version of myself, the one that throughout the day, every day, I am tapping into and stepping into, 
this version of myself knows that my earthly existence is not to be accepted by everyone. At this point, I can pinpoint the groups, individuals, and communities that genuinely have my best interest in mind versus chasing my own tail around groups that aren't aligned. Why are we so intent on belonging to a group that doesn't have the same heart as we do? Why do we care so much about being liked by people who don't share the same vision? For me, a major factor is loneliness. I get lonely and want to just be around people. And I would surround myself with people who didn't get it. Yet the older I get and the deeper on this path I end up, the more I'd rather be alone than around anyone who makes me feel like I need to prove my worth. The path to belonging, ironically, can be a lonely one. Most times we find ourselves in crowds that are too noisy for our voice. There have been infinite times I've sat in the same room as someone or in a group of people and realized these people have no interest in knowing loving, or showing up for me in the same way I would do for them. Mind you, there are some spaces where we must participate, but we may not necessarily belong. Our families and workspaces are a different story. While it would be nice to say we automatically belong in our families, I think if you're listening to this episode, you most likely know that isn't the case. Families are made up of so many different and dynamic connections. And some spaces, like those familial relationships, we must become aware of the bounds of the dynamic and honor that, despite how much or, or how little others do. Sometimes the goal can't be belonging because the individuals within that community just don't have the capacity to offer it. This does not mean you should perform or force connection. These are the types of relationships that propel us deeper into ourselves. The healing journey is an opportunity to remain sovereign within you. Not all groups and communities are meant for us. Take note of where you feel pressured to force, perform, and mask. Then I encourage you to stop. Stop performing. Be silly. Talk about your passions. Say the weird thing. Share your dreams. If a group or individual or community space doesn't receive this version of you, then gather every sense of self-respect and say, thank you for your time, but I'm looking for something more. Then go live as more, even if that means being alone for a little while. When we live authentically, we automatically attract more of that into our lives. You will attract a community that accepts you. You will attract a true sense of belonging when you radically accept and choose yourself first. I hope this challenges you to reevaluate your relationships, romantic, platonic, it doesn't matter. 
I hope you look at the people in your world and give yourself permission to cut out anything that causes you to distance yourself from you, from the true version of you. You are far too precious to feel unworthy and any sense of not belonging. That's all I have for you today. A rant, if you will, or a preach, if you will, a gospel of belonging. Our lives are too short. Our humanness is too limited to accept anything less than truth. And if you are lonely, if you are aching to belong, one thing I can offer you and promise to you is that you do and absolutely will belong in any space where I exist. If you'd like to keep up with updates on the podcast or connect with me and join this community, follow me on Instagram at Salam Podcast, S-A-L-A-A-M Podcast. I can't wait to connect more. <laughs>